You're listening to the Dear Next Gen podcast with your host, Cece. This show is brought to you by Montage. We're all about bridging gaps between generations through events, stories, and conversations about real stuff. Enjoy these candid chats, and don't forget, your younger self would be proud. Hello, and welcome back to the Dear Next Gen podcast. Today, my mouth hurts from smiling because I'm joined by Mariah. Welcome to the podcast, Mrs. Mariah Smith. (laughs) So... (laughs) Thanks. it's crazy you've actually been married for what five years four years now. four years yeah now. yeah it's like gone by really fast and also not at the same time it's mm-hmm. such a wild thing but it's such been an amazing four years yeah yeah who would have known that we would just be married <laughs> I know we'd be here ten years later it's yeah. crazy ten years so I'll give context to how we know each other. We went to high school and all that. But first, I want to know, what advice would you give your younger or your high school self? Okay, my piece of advice that I would love to go back and give myself is don't be afraid to fail. I just feel like I am someone, just because of my personality, I don't know if it's because of my Mm. birth order, I'm like the oldest of six (laughs) kids, I'm like hyper-responsible, like hyper-rule-following, and I think that really contributes to like a fear of failure, and because of that, um, that has put like limitations on like the dreams I have and like what I think I could do. Um, so yeah, I'd love to like go back in time, tell my younger self, don't be afraid to just like step out and take a risk. And if you fail, it's not the end of the world. It's actually a good thing. So, Hmm. yeah. Do you think also part of like being the oldest is everybody was watching you do something and then you're kind of, you're the example first and then it keeps going. Yeah. I think like that could definitely be part of it. Like just the subconscious weight of being like, okay, I got to live a certain way. I got to please my parents and make sure they're happy with me um, so that my siblings will like follow my example. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think like it's such a real thing for people and something like Cece, have you ever heard of growth mindset and fixed mindset? Mm, Kind of. Yeah. Elaborate for me. So when I learned about this, it really like opened up my eyes about this fear of failure and like why I might be like that. So a fixed mindset, um, people with a fixed mindset often will like just do what they're good at because they think, oh, well, I'm good at these things naturally and I'm not good at these things naturally. So an example Mm -hmm. would be like, I'm good at sports naturally, so I'll always be a person that plays sports, but I'm not very musically inclined, so I'm never even going to try because like that's just not me. Mm -hmm. Whereas someone with a growth mindset is kind of willing to like delve into things that they might not naturally, like it might not naturally come to them and they're not afraid of failing the first time because they Mm. realize that they can learn it. So public speaking, I feel like is a great example for people. Like that's something that a lot of people are scared of or shy away from. People with fixed mindset would be like, oh, I'm just not good at public speaking. So I'm just never going to do it. But people with a sorry, people with a fixed mindset would say that, but people with a growth mindset would be like, no, I'm going to put myself up there and I'm going to try. And even if it's hard, it's okay because then there's room for improvement and I can Mm -hmm. get better. And I feel like when I learned the like differentiation between those two, it really helped me be like, wow. And like, see how many areas of my life I had a fixed mindset. Um, and then like challenge myself in little ways. Um, 
to adopt that growth mindset. Yeah, that's probably a a big transition more than just hearing about it, but maybe it just takes hearing it if somebody's listening and he's like, oh, you know what? Like when it comes to sports or public speaking or just I'm not naturally organized, so I'll never be organized Mm -hmm. or I'm not naturally good with money, so I'll never be good with money. But that's so, I think maybe in high school, I was the opposite. I had more of like a Mm -hmm. growth mindset because the responsibility seemed kind of like there's less stakes if you just like did something but that's also just the personality that I had that was like you know what I'm gonna do this I'm gonna sign up for this I'm gonna do this and then almost to the point where I got got to like okay now I don't know what I truly love or what I'm just doing mm. because I started it and everybody's like, Oh, she's going to do this now. And I'm like, actually, yeah. I, I was just doing it to like learn or That's make a friend. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Like, and then another like, um, factor of it is people with a fixed mindset when they fail, they take it really personally. Like mm. they let it be like about their identity, but people with a growth mindset when they fail, they just realize that's the natural process of learning something. And I actually remember, like, do you remember in grade 12, you were like, you need to audition for the musical. And I was like, (laughs) I don't really want to. And you're like, no, you have to. Everybody gets in. (laughs) And I auditioned and I, like, for context, I enjoy singing, but I don't really sing in front of people. Like, that (laughs) to me, like, it's really anxiety inducing. And so I auditioned and then I didn't get in I'm and so I was sorry. like, and of course, cause I have a fixed mindset. I took it personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I'm never doing something like that again, but it's a good thing for me. You know, it's good to build mm-hmm. character and to like put yourself out there and like do something you're not comfortable with. Right. Yeah. It's funny. Cause what, what you remember from high school is so different than what I remember. I'm like, I was literally good at everything she could write she could speak she could play sports she could like do well in school and then you're like no I remember that time I didn't make it in the musical I'm like I didn't make any team I didn't make anything at all but I just remember being like she's killing it like I can I like I remember you sent a message when it was just like a journal entry about me and our friend Mm -hmm. Val and I even though it was 10 years ago I feel like I could be taken back into like that mm. room with the computers where you guys were writing things and I was like my friends are the best writers in the whole world <laughs> like, they're they so good at expressing themselves but that is an area I was thinking about that today where I just let it be your guys this thing I mm. you both and Sam I was like they can write they can express themselves and like mm. I come from a French school so I don't know how to like mm. use these words or spell properly like now there's so much like I can just use Grammarly and I feel much yeah. more confident that yeah. I can send a proper email but that was a place where I just gave up fast because I was like mm-hmm. this is their thing and I can just yeah cheer them on but I don't even need to try even though I actually realized I felt really inclined to express myself in writing I just never totally. ever did and I think you were one of the first people who was like yeah I journal like mm-hmm. I write I write about my life I'm like what do you have to write we're in high school like <laughs> probably not much <laughs> it's, it's cute to read back now yeah yeah it is yeah You're reflecting on it so yeah Mariah and I totally. both went to the same high school near the end of our high school experience mm-hmm. which I don't know how common that is but at the school I went to it was not really common I think yeah so I came to the school in grade 12 
just for the last year. And then you came in grade 10. Yeah. In the middle of yeah. like a school year. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was in- it's an interesting experience to have because in that year, like, I feel like I made some pretty like solid friendships. Like the fact that we're here 10 years later mm-hmm. is, is pretty awesome. But then also there's like so many people that I just barely got to know because it was just like if you don't have a classes with them or anything, yeah. you don't really know them in that you year. You love them, but you, yeah, they're just in your grad class. And I was just on a podcast for one of our interns. He's 16, I believe, 15 mm. or 16. And he just posted a promo today. It was like she was in high school when Snapchat was was created. <laughs> Like, he said that yeah well I said it in the interview and then he's like put that little snippet out and I was thinking that's like, so funny I was like I think Mariah will remember like I I actually know like where I was in the school when yeah. everybody downloaded it for the very first I remember, time yeah oh of course I was in grade 11 I think when it came out and yeah I avoided down I'm I'm a classic like late adopter yes. to things so but I you're an intentional didn't... adopter yeah I definitely didn't download it right away. And then eventually I did. And I remember thinking, this is the stupidest thing ever. Why wouldn't I just send my friends pictures on iMessage? I remember thinking that. Yeah. And this is when Snapchat, like, it does didn't have texting. Yeah, it was it so didn't simple. It have stories. It just had that, like, sketchy thing where you could see the top three that people that everyone yes. else was Snapchatting, which caused so much so drama. So much drama for relationships, <laughs> friendships. Yeah. And then I just thought it was silly, so I actually deleted it, and then I got it back, I think, post-high school as an adult. I'm actually shocked it's still thriving as much Mm -hmm. as it is today. Like, teenagers, just that's how they communicate, just through Snapchat. That's crazy to me. It's crazy to me, but it's also, like, I get it. You could do so much more now than I could. Like, I was using Snapchat stories like there's no tomorrow, and now it still reminds me, like, when I re-downloaded the app recently, it was, like, this time, I'm like, I do not want to see what I was doing <laughs> nine years ago on this very day. <laughs> so Thank <funny>. you. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's good to know. Yeah. Well, okay. So you, even though you're somebody who maybe had a harder time not wanting to fail things, I feel mm-hmm. like you've done a lot since high school and to where mm-hmm. you are now. You've moved, obviously got married. You mm-hmm. tried schooling. You tried different jobs and career paths and were really, mm-hmm. really open with where you know, where you would be led to do where God would take you or mm-hmm. what opportunities you would take. But yeah, how did you navigate stepping into so many new things? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, yeah, even though I kind of felt dominated by a fixed mindset, I didn't feel like, oh, this is exactly what I need to do with my life. Mm. Um, so I went to um, university, I, I took communications and I think I took communications because I like to write and because it was like the type of degree that could go in a bunch of different directions. So mm-hmm. I wasn't like stuck to one thing. And I thought what I would end up doing is working at a nonprofit and doing like all of their external communications. But at the in my last year, I got engaged to my husband, Daniel, and um, within that Last year, a position opened up at the church he was working at um, to help him direct the internship program he was directing um, within that church. And at first I was like, what? We couldn't work together. Like married people can't work together. Yeah. <laughs> 
And Daniel's like, what, what are you talking about? Like the reason we want to get married is because we're a team and because we like want to be in mm. ministry together, whether that's like vocational ministry in a church or not. And so I kind of like blew it off. But over the next few months, like God really tugged at my heart um, to consider the job at the church. And so I did. And then I met with like the pastor there and got interviewed and everything and ended up getting the job. And so Daniel and I led that internship program together for three years, which was like so fun um, working with young adults, like ages 18 to 25 Mm -hmm. and just walking with them on their discipleship journey. And that was really beautiful. And then just felt God calling us out of that chapter, not for any reason other than just like life was happening and um, to move to the city of Vancouver. So before we were working on Vancouver Island in a place called Courtney, it's like a smaller town. And then we moved to the city of Vancouver and I switched careers completely. (laughs) Um, I started working at a tech company And I started out in marketing and then I moved into a bit of sales and now I'm in project management. So things have shifted a lot within the Mm -hmm. year I've been there and I've learned a ton. Like I am not a techie person. (laughs) I am (laughs) not a adopter for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And so like, it's been really cool to like, and really like empowering to be like, oh, I can learn this stuff and Mm -hmm. um, I can do this job and it's been great. And so that's kind of what I'm up to now. Um, but yeah, there's just been a bunch of different little things along the way. Yeah. Do you find that it was such a big change to go from, okay, we're each other's coworkers. We're in a smaller town. Mm. Like island life is just paced differently. And you also were, like you were saying, running this program where everybody's in close community Mm. doing everything together. And then now you're tech job, Vancouver life, not each other's coworkers. How was that change? It was so different, but I think God just really had his hand on it because the transition was really smooth. I think um, in a lot of ways, I'm sad to not work with Daniel anymore because I love working with him, but it is pretty like fun at the end of the day, like coming home together. I don't know if you feel that Cecilia with Johnny, but it's like, it's just kind of like, it's special and you get to like talk about your days mm-hmm. in a way that we didn't have before. Cause we would have like been together all day. <laughs> we were <both> there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I've really liked that. Um, it was pretty challenging for me to move from like a ministry job where it's like your lifestyle and you're with people all the time to like pretty much remote work at home alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was a drastic change and it took some getting used to, but now I'm definitely used to it. I prefer to be around people, but it's just the season of life. And no, we and city life, yes, it's a lot different than island life, but we are definitely more city people. So we really mm. we enjoyed the island a lot, but we really enjoy living in Vancouver. It's like yeah. every day I walk outside and I'm just like I feel so blessed to live here Hmm. so blessed so it's pretty awesome that's so cool I'm proud Mm -hmm. of you guys and just seeing you be obedient to what you needed to do because that's probably like us 10 years ago dreaming about our futures I don't think Mm -hmm. we would have known we would end up doing what we're doing I know I don't even think we knew what we would do right after like right after graduating I feel like we were in the limbo of like here or there or like just waiting for an acceptance somewhere to decide and then just to have a full switch of yeah who you would marry and what your lifestyle would look like and where Mm -hmm. you would end up is 
so unknown. Do you have any advice for people who, because you've seen people choose to go and do the program that you guys were running yeah. and that takes, you know, a jump if you're not from the area. And then you've mm-hmm. also taken the jump of like moving somewhere else um, or just a jump to be like, yeah, I'm going to be young and get married and be committed. <laughs> do you have yeah. advice for people who are younger and like, all the options are there and you feel maybe a tug to one, but how do you decide to actually Mm. follow through? Oh yeah. It's so hard. I feel like it can be so easy to stress out about that and to be like, Oh, what if I make the wrong decision? And I think the reality is if you have like a bunch of awesome decisions in front of you Mm -hmm. and you feel if you're leaning towards one, then go for that one. Um, And if not, like just move forward and you can always, I think what I've realized is like, you can always change your plan and Mm. you can always redirect. And like, like, I feel like I've done so many different things since I've graduated university but I feel like what's preached to high school students and maybe it's changed now because the world has changed a lot Mm -hmm. but when I was in high school they kind of made it seem like you have to know what you want to do in school and you have to know what job you're going to have and you have to do that job for your whole life like you have to pick something you're going to love for your whole life and like the reality is now you just don't like you can pick something you're kind of interested in or you can think you're interested in something and be like oh that's not for me and I don't think that's a waste of time I wouldn't, I think people get like young people get really caught up in wasting time, but I wouldn't worry about that. I'd say you have time and it's not wasting time because along the way you learned you did or didn't want to do something. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, that that's definitely valuable because you've learned something along the way. Yeah. Even in like you, you doing sports a lot growing up, I don't feel Mm -hmm. like now just because you're not a competitive athlete, you're like, Oh, that was a waste but you learn Mm -hmm. you learn leadership things you learn how to be on a team or going from ministry to to tech to some people be like that was not the resume I wanted to get into Mm. the next role I wanted but it worked out for you yeah totally yeah and like I think you can definitely work hard and make things happen and always take more school and like there's just so many different options out there especially with like what you can learn online nowadays Mm -hmm. that I, uh, yeah, don't be afraid. I'd just say, just take a step forward and see where it goes. Okay. So when it comes to, like you were saying, you can make a decision and then you can change it and, and there's flexibility in that. What is that like when you're actually married, when you're Mm. one with somebody and yes, you could just decide, text Daniel and say, oh, I'm actually quitting my job and I'm going to do this full time. Like, you know, just do this big leave. Like, what does it look like when you're doing stuff together? And I know that you both have a heart for sharing what it's like being married and just mm-hmm. advice and conversations and being open. And I've heard a lot of people say, oh, I won't give advice until I'm 10 years into marriage. But I do think that means that there's a very long gap of us not hearing <laughs> yeah real marriage talk or just hearing it from very select sources and I think that's not the reality of of what we Mm. need we need people to be open about their things and it doesn't mean what works for you and Daniel is going to work for me and Johnny or it doesn't mean it's going to work for somebody who's about to get married but yeah how do you guys make decisions as a household yeah no that's a really good question I think something that's like in me and Daniel's favor is that we're like quite similar in like being on the same page for things so that helps Um, but I'm thinking of when we were living on Vancouver Island I was there for about a year or so 
and Daniel had already been there for three years. And he was kind of feeling like sensing like, oh, I'm kind of like wondering what's next for us. And Daniel's the type of like person that's always thinking the like five, 10 year plan. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm very much so like thinking about like what's happening right now. Um, and so when he started to say that, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, just I just got, got here. here. Yeah. <laughs> I just got here. And so, um, and I was able to explain, like, I just feel like I need another couple years to gain the leadership experience that, um, mm. God has for me here. And so, uh, he really understood, really understood that and it ended up being like the best decision for both of us. And so it wasn't like he was fully compromising just because I wanted to stay, but that was definitely a moment where like, he was, uh, sensing the like desire or idea, I guess, of moving to the next thing before I was ready. And I think that like in marriage, you just really need to be like, flexible and um considerate and Mm. willing to compromise maybe your expectation for life or your idea Mm. um of what's happening because the other person might not be there yet and I'm sure there'll be other moments in life where like either Daniel's not ready to move on and I am and I just have to stick it out and Mm -hmm. I think that's okay like that's okay and that's just like what marriage is there's like give and take um but yeah, I would I would advise not to just go up and quit your job and then tell your spouse <laughs> after. <laughs> Probably don't do that. But yeah. I think what's been really cool is like if I had a big dream and I wanted to chase after it, Daniel would be like, "Okay, that's awesome. Like, let's do it. Like, let's make a plan for it." How can we make it? it happen? Yeah. Yeah, how can you make it happen cuz he really mm. believes in me and I really believe in him. And so um finding someone like that that's really like believes in you and your giftings and wants to support you and your dreams I think is super important I feel like you probably experience that a lot with Johnny because you have big dreams and you're so creative and I see like just through social media and like knowing you guys the way he supports you in small Mm -hmm. ways but I'm sure he supports you in a lot of big ways behind the scenes too yeah it's Mm -hmm. it's interesting to think like that's the root of it is you were looking for somebody who would support you and just like and cheer you on and believe in you because mm-hmm. finding somebody that you want to spend forever with I mean I got lucky because Johnny did go to our high school I didn't know him very well <laughs> but like it helps with the background check like I didn't have yeah, to that's you true. know dig as much as I maybe needed to or yeah. test out the waters too much like once I really knew his character and like the main point but I do think if I was giving advice to somebody or watching somebody who ended up you know dating someone they they feel like didn't work out or that really did work out it's usually the core of didn't matter what they were doing in their career or in their choices. It really mattered that they loved who they were and believed in them. Because then mm-hmm. when I go, Johnny, I want to write a kid's book so bad. Like I've been dreaming of this my whole life. He's like, okay, like let's get out a paper. Like let's do it. It's not, mm-hmm. but I married somebody who likes marketing and like, yeah, that's yeah. what you do. Like you stick to you that. You can't do or, anything outside of that. can't do anything outside. So I think the root, like that's really good advice on just mm-hmm. the root of who finding who you want to be with. Don't make it in like, we both play basketball. So like we're going to get married because we love it. And we're always going to want to pursue basketball together, the mm-hmm. gym together, because that might not be what somebody mm-hmm. needs later on. And def- Johnny's definitely had to, you know, step into the world of like, what does it look like when I'm, I'm like, I want to, 
even just like wear my hair curly it's just been like yeah. this whole thing that he's embraced in and knows nothing about like just my freckled blue-eyed so white cute. boy has no yeah. idea <laughs> what products to buy but like for Christmas yeah. we'll go buy me what I need or mm-hmm. when it comes to like skateboard ministry like I just have this whole new love for mm. a skate park and the use of a skate park and that comes from somebody else it didn't come from me just just thinking about it my whole life mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah it's really special you can kind of get on board with the other person's passions and mm-hmm. it really starts to become your own passion for sure yeah well mm-hmm. thank you for just being real mm, <laughs> well, all that. yeah <laughs> do you um do you have a place that you would like anybody to find you if we want to connect or reach out this is definitely a part one because I want you and Dan to come and talk about lots of things but I'm thinking I should do yes. like a Q&A like I should gather questions yeah. that people would want to ask you and your husband and then we could do yeah, that yeah I'd love that and I'd, I'd love for us to all do a double date that'd be yeah, so fun yeah I would love that too okay where can people find you um Daniel and I have a YouTube channel actually that I would love for you guys to check out if you're interested in just what we say about relationships and life mm-hmm. married life dating life all of that um it's definitely from my like christian perspective and yeah that's just dan and mariah smith on youtube and then um we're also on tiktok it's just dan and mariah and then you can find me on instagram too just mariah lucia smith Perfect. yeah i'll link everything in the show notes and sweet definitely even though it's coming from a christian perspective i feel like you can ask mariah and dan any question um, yeah about anything and they have so many so many different like life perspectives and thoughts mm. and friendships that would help them kind of answer or direct you in a place that you know that you might need if you need resources and totally yeah and we really want like our spaces on social media to be like a two-way discussion so if you see any of our videos and you have like thoughts, please, please share them. Like we, we want it to be like more than just us talking. We want yeah. it, like lots of people to contribute to the conversation of relationships and dating and marriage because mm-hmm. um, relationships and culture nowadays are so interesting and so interesting <laughs> and could be defined by a lot of different things. And so, yeah, we mm-hmm. just kind of want to keep that conversation going. Yeah. And I can vouch that they will honestly accept whatever comments you have or if you want mm-hmm. them to elaborate on something I can guarantee they probably will do it for you so yeah. <laughs> reach yeah. out to them and stay tuned because this is not the last of us hearing from Mariah <laughs> we are going to talk about lots of things when it comes to relationships and mm-hmm. just even family dynamics like you having a mm-hmm. big family and mm-hmm. you guys all just being such different people and just our time out of high school 10 years later what that looks like and I'm excited for for you and for the conversations yeah. that we'll have in the future too. Thanks, Cece. Thanks yeah. for having me. This is so You're fun. Welcome. Yeah, it's just I like how casual it can be, especially if I know the people. It's been, yeah, totally. It's been really fun. We'll have a good mm-hmm. evening. You too. Okay, bye. We'll talk soon. Bye.